Hello. Welcome back to Formula Stoned, your favorite stoner F1 podcast. Uh, my name is Nick, and I'm joined here with Noah today. Hi. Uh, unfortunately, we're sober. I'm so sorry. Uh, we have lives outside of this podcast that need uh, to be dealt with, so we're doing this one pretty dry, and I'm so sorry. We are not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but uh, for the rest of the season, I promise we'll be uh, fucked up and stoned. So. Um, but we have a little bit of, a little bit of the... Sec. A little bit of Prosecco to cheer off the end of the season. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Um, yeah. So uh what a what a season, what a race. Um what are your thoughts so far on I mean, what are your thoughts on Abu Dhabi? I know it's like a very controversial track to uh to end the season. Nick, I, I, I want to dedicate a whole segment to why I hate <laughs> the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Let, let's get there. Yeah. Um, first, let's do a quick race review. Yeah, we'll do a quick race review. Um, so we have Max uh, finishing off in first uh, with Charles Leclerc in second place and taking the uh, vice champion, <laughs> vice championship, and uh, Checo Perez in third place. Um, and that's really all that matters. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, all that matters. Your boys <laughs> at Ferrari got second place in the drivers' championship. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like they stepped it up this season, but also failed miserably in others. Yeah. But I mean, uh, if you look just, I mean, at just the numbers and just the stats, last se- like the twenty twenty one season, they came in what third? Yep, they, they got third. They overtook McLaren. Yeah, so this is, I guess, a step up. And everyone at the Ferrari team has been saying that this is a step up. Um, so. Uh, they have a lot to learn, um, so I think you know. I think that is this is definitely a big step for them. Um, yeah, I think yeah. This race, I don't know. I feel like it was a typical Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, just like a train of cars. Only there was a little bit more overtaking mm-hmm. thanks to the new rules, mm-hmm. which I gotta say have been very beneficial. Yeah. In producing close racing. Yeah. I mean, there weren't really any sort of enticing battles. During this uh, during this race because it's just the track is just so linear it's just go stop hairpin ninety degree turn go um, so nothing really too dynamic and enticing and really thrilling but just a lot of overtakes in general um, we saw an interesting strategy battle that got Charles up into second place over um, over over Checo was that a one stop um, I, I don't stop, know right? I was so bored I didn't <laughs> care. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think um, the, do, I mean, do you want to get into it or do, <laughs> do you want to hold Fuck up? <laughs> I fucking hate the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix so much. Oh, so much. And the only reason why it has clout, Nick, is because it's the finale and four title deciders have been there. Yeah. And then again, those title deciders haven't been that thrilling. I mean, the one in 2010 was because Alonso couldn't get past Vitaly Petrov. And that was an interesting battle, and it was just uh, fingers crossed for the whole race for Seb. What else? 2014 was dog shit. That was a dog shit finale. Lewis Hamilton just overtook him at this, overtook Nico Rosberg at the start, and then Nico Rosberg nearly retired. He had an engine <laughs> failure and literally went to the end on like fucking four cylinders or like just no electric power. Then in 2016. It was just a DRS train for the last five laps. Oh, that's big and thrilling. There's nothing enticing about this race. It's just 90-degree turns 
and fucking just long straights with long DRS zones. There's nothing interesting about the racing, except for maybe last year. Last uh, year's yeah. finale was pretty interesting. Well, I mean, that's all Michael that Massey. Due, that was due to controversy, <laughs> though. I think, so for me, look, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm a new fan. So for me, this is, I mean, that's all I know. I mean, 20, so I started really watching in 2020. Um, and I don't even remember Abu Dhabi because at that point Lewis has already would had already won by that a was ton. the most boring Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yeah, I don't even remember time. it all I time. I don't remember it at all. But um, for for last year, obviously for the the title fight between Max and Lewis, so that I mean that is I you know that was like a huge deal and that's what kept it in my mind. Um, but yeah, no, this race, I mean, it was interesting. I was watching it. I didn't really get bored per se. I I mean there are definitely parts that were a bit of a snoozer in terms of I don't know like it just it didn't seem like there was much drama going on but I mean like I feel like it did hold up enough uh to keep me my eyes open mm-hmm. um it was just interesting to see where Vettel was the whole race cuz it was his last race uh as an F1 driver Aww. which you know it sucks but I it was just it was hard to see the 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 Aston Martin st- uh strategy was not ideal for no. him at all so that that sucked and like that was a shitty way to go and he was just bummed no. like he got out of the car and he's like i guess i have to celebrate my finale like this kind of is like a letdown and that's what you know what i think this i think this race was a microcosm of what f1 is at the moment where you have like such a banger of a race in in uh brazil yeah in sao paulo and then um <coughs> you end with this and this i mean you have so there, there are reasons why it feels like a microcosm to me. Harsh yeah, we go. is we rubbing more. it in our faces right now. He's blowing, uh, blowing, blowing smoke. smoke. Um, <laughs> but okay. yeah, so I think like Max was just trailing ahead, and that mean, I mean, that, I mean, that feels like it was a microcosm in yeah. the entire season. Absolutely. Um, Leclerc begging to just get even second place. <laughs> uh, Checo just barely getting third, and then um, the Mercedes getting. Well, one of them retired. Yeah, Hamilton retired. Hamil- Hamilton retiring. George beating him out. Like all of that, and then I don't know. It just was like not the most exciting race, and then you know, it just not the most exciting season. You know, so it felt like it felt like a microcosm of that. Like you know, we will go more into the season next week when we do our season review. Yeah, I'm excited for that because that's going to be fun. fun. It's going to be. We'll a try good, and get everybody on the thick, pod. Thick episode, but yeah. I, another complaint I have is the track layout itself. Yeah, they made changes too this season. It made no difference. Yeah, no. They I made think changes last season. Yeah. Those changes were for last season. But basically, there's a guy we need to talk about. His name is Herman Tilke. Yeah. Um, okay. he's a track designer who did um the Korean International Circuit, the Bahrain International Circuit, Abu Dhabi. Oh man, there's so many others. Um, he did Jeddah? Did he do Jeddah? No, Jeddah's a street course. Is Jeddah? Yeah. I think he designed Jeddah or Qatar. No, Qatar. Which one did he do? Qatar was a, a MotoGP track that was already there. Mm. Um, did he do? Did he do uh, Austin? He did Austin. He did Austin. He but that did. One, that one's fine. That one's good, but it follows all. Um, and another one was the Bud International Circuit in India that they only raced like three or four times at. the The common trend for Tilka circuits is two really long straights. Mm-hmm. You know, a high speed fast bend. And multiple braking zones, and um, it always follows this basic trend of two DRS zones, both with big braking zones, and then a long sweeping corner. Gotcha. 
And some of them have been able to generate great racing, like Bahrain and USA. But Abu Dhabi, is it's just like he literally just gave up and just drew it <laughs> on like a piece of graphing paper. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. it's just squares and nothing. Yeah. And that's why the racing is so boring, because you never hear drivers talk about, I mean, you always talk, hear them talk about the classic circuits like Spa and Monza, and those are traditional. Those were designed so long ago. Brazil. Brazil. But the thing with Abu Dhabi is that, like, there's no, I don't think I've ever heard one driver say, yeah, I like this track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to race around. No, it's stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, man. <laughs> Literally, it's just ninety degree grid corners. It, it should it it should not be on the grid. It, the finale should be in Brazil. It's so boring to watch cars go around there, and that's been apparent from the start. But oil money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me how you really feel. <laughs> you sound like very very pissed off about it, but I mean I get it. I get it. I think I think Brazil would be a fantastic finale and it and has been interrupt you there yeah and let me just interrupt you there look at all the finale <laughs> look at all the finales that were championship deciders in brazil yeah 2008 the last two okay laps. so i'm i'm i don't know that much of the history okay so i'm still Is learning that but block like, yeah that okay that's that, that was 2008 okay. yeah 2012 when uh seb and alonzo were battling for the world championship okay seb got spun out on the first lap and by lap 10 he was already back into world championship fighting position was it raining that one it, on and off okay then, then on and off rain back and forth mm-hmm. such great ra- and also brazil as we saw last week incredible race that was fun that it's was awesome just the roller coaster ride mm-hmm. and all the long straights but also those long entry corners where you can you know dive down in the inside and look for spaces to overtake yeah it's just it's a brilliant track and that should be the finale and that's what so many f1 fans remember as like the final last hurrah of the season, but oil money. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. we can get into. Uh, I mean, we don't. I honestly don't give it. Like, don't want to go too deeply into like the politics of this because we are dealing with the uh, Qatar um, World Cup right now, and there's a lot of controversy around that. And I mean, I mean, it's all very similar and and uh, in terms of like the politics behind it. But I don't want to dive into that. Otherwise, I'll just start getting red too. I'll be Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia this morning. I, I haven't. I haven't that. been watching in ter- in, oh. in protest. <laughs> so anyway, oh, uh, you're um, you're you're much better than I am. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of uh, a lot of Europeans are having a hard time uh, not watching it. But yeah, no. Anyway, back to the race. Like, there were certain mo- moments where like it was you know it was it was a bit exciting. Like, I think the irony of uh, Lewis hitting the sausage curb uh, on the same turn that he. Um, on the same turn that he took the lead in uh, last year in 2021 uh, uh, during the title fight. I thought that was kind of ironic. And he's been airborne so many times this season. It's insane. Like, his poor spine and his poor ass. (laughs) Like, Oh, yeah, through all the porpoising. And Belgium, too. Yeah, in Belgium, he went went straight nosedive. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, um, Hamilton's had such a difficult season. Like, even in his post, he posted, like, uh, on today, the 20, was it the 22nd? Like, he's very clearly, like, he's very transparent. He said, like, he does not like this car. He's just done. Like, I, he did not even want, like, how reluctant can you, he was probably so reluctant to go into, like, the, the season end testing. Like, yeah, another day in that fucking car. I'm sure yeah. he was sick of it and, like, doesn't want to go back to well, it. Just because it's not fast. It's just not a good car. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, it sucks. And I th- also think, like, I feel like this race like I was saying, it was a bit of a microcosm for the whole season. 
like of course that car had the reliability like fantastic reliability until the fucking what was it two laps to go yeah and he had to retire the car yeah and they had no retirements at all this season and i think that's just like the icing on the shit cake that <laughs> that, that mercedes had this season so um yeah no i'm, I'm interested in seeing what i, I really think they're going to do well next season yeah. like there's there's no way they're not like this is just like that one season that kind of got away from them and uh or another season that got away from them but like um next year with all the improvements that they're going to make to the car like it's it's going to be they I were think more very, of a tight battle they were very much a third place team this year yeah but they, they were they fucking but they, they really, were they so did well with what they had they, so. exactly but they were so much more consistent than you know ferrari was and that and you know i'm not speaking on behalf of mercedes you know saying oh we did so much better than ferrari things were different last year between ferrari and mclaren and the midfield battle was so much tighter mm-hmm. but the way they raced as a third place team they were very much mercedes they were very much consistent and they might not have been fast at all, all the time but they were they were consistently scoring you know under sixth place mm-hmm. which was really yeah. it was it was familiar to see yeah um some other highlights that i thought were really cool in the race were um i mean i love seeing perez and hamilton battle yeah, it's pretty re- good. They're really, it's really entertaining because like you can kind of feel. Um, I mean, all right. So just based off of where everybody sat at dinner, I'm sure many people at this point who are listening have seen Ooh. the uh, Seb, so, like the Seb farewell, the Vettel uh, farewell dinner. Um, like the seating chart, not the chart, but like the way that everyone was seating on there. Um, Sergio and I think Hamilton were either next to each other. I think they were next to each other. Well, in the picture they took, they were next to each other, yeah. buddy, buddy, and stuff. Yeah. I think they really have like a like a friendly competitive edge with each other. Mm-hmm. They haven't really caused many issues that 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 I know um or had many issues with each other. I think it's it's purely like competitive fun for the two of them. Yeah. Um so I think that was a really fun part and it was all it, it felt like there was also a bunch of moments in this race that felt like I was watching 2021 all over again. So that was so the Perez Hamilton battle yep. felt like that and then the Mick the Mick and Nick crash. <laughs> the spin out um felt so like i i i felt like i was just thrown back in time and watching latifi crash into the wall i literally shot up out of the couch and it was like (laughs) are you fucking kidding me again (laughs) and i was like like of course the two of them crash out or like uh spun out like that which was kind of cool the way they did it It was very synchronistic but yeah it it, i think that goes as our first what are you smoking moment absolutely um i think cheers to them (laughs) cheers do we give it to mick or nick both mick nick Mick and Nick get it. Absolutely. Nick are dicks. Yeah. Bitch. Um, so yeah, no, that was an interesting moment. I felt like I was being thrown back in time. Um, but yeah, I think um what you got in your notes here? I think we can move it on to Seb. Yeah, let's talk Seb. I I'm proud. You know, it might not have been his best, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a top car in the midfield and he still scored in the points. And he still fought back for those points. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was kind of gifted by the Hamilton retirement. But, oh, before we get into that, I think we need to change the word retire uh, for racing because that was <laughs> fucking confusing. Yeah. And like, all right, so I was listening to WTF1's podcast with, with my friend Chris, who's not really into Formula One, but he understands a bit of what's going he's on. He's getting into F1? A little bit, a little bit. Just okay. like, I, I like... Like is it like a, is it like a joint deal where you get in where you become a Mets fan, he becomes an F one fan? No, <laughs> I stepped away from baseball years ago. Like, no, I'm not. 
But I mean, I I will support like the Mets, you know, for him. But anyway, um, he's listening to the podcast and the the WTF one uh, cast is like talking about how um, how Hamilton retired, how Alonzo retired, and he's like, yeah, really, he was yeah, really yeah, yeah, confused. Yeah. He was like, Wait, and those are really dangerous things to say, say. <laughs> so late in their careers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it was like. Uh, I was like, no, 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 they didn't actually retire. He's like, yo, Hamilton retired? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I, I, it's just poor vocabulary um, for like for this. Like, no, Sebastian Vettel actually retired, retired. They just, like, their car didn't make it to the finish line yeah. retired. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you compare it to baseball, it's like yeah. when someone is injured any, and they retire or whatever, any sport, and they were like, oh, they're retired for the night. Like, that's it. Right. And he was like, oh, okay. But I thought the irony of like the two of them retiring, like like I said, kind of goes in the microcosm of F one. But like, uh, yeah, it, it was a microcosm know, for F one. I can't think of really any other terminology to use other than like out of the race. They DNF'd. Yeah, leave it at that. Yeah, did not finish. But oh. that, yeah, yeah, that's that's they perfect. didn't finish. Yeah, that's perfect for it. Um, also, shout out Latifi, the goat. DNFing. I think that was also a perfect uh, <laughs> cherry on, perfect the, on the shit cake for him, too. Uh, I felt He's so bad. He's a nice guy. Yeah, of course. But, you know, um, actually, I think I heard a rumor that he's going to take on an IndyCar seat next year that or in the future. Me. I think that'd be kind of cool. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, speaking of IndyCar, I just have to give a shout out to my friend Josephine. Um, she's a painter, a Swedish painter. Uh, I think we'll get her on the podcast in the future. Um, but her father was... Uh, owned a, a karting company like out in sweden and used to race with like senna schumacher and all yeah no we'll get into way. it she's an, a fantastic painter she's a good friend of mine um she's the one who painted the a boy yeah. named john album yeah, cover yeah, yeah. right so um she just did a painting of uh marcus erickson because he's swedish marcus marcus erickson's um uh indy 500 like a photo no from that. way she just painted let me show you hold on well We'll that somehow put it on the uh, really good this year. Yeah, we'll have to put it somehow on um, on our uh, on our page or something. But um, so she she like um, had like a uh, what's it called like a gallery sort of thing, like a motorsport gallery, which was really cool. Yeah, we'll get into. It. We'll have like a whole interview with her. But she painted um, a shot from Marcus Erickson's Indy 500 win. And did you see on the top here? So that's Marcus insane. Erickson, yeah, Marcus Erickson shared it on Instagram. So that's just kind of cool. But we'll get into we'll show a visual get into that. all that. But yeah, no, I think IndyCar uh, might be a good spot for him. You know, like F some F1 drivers, it just doesn't work for them. You know, so yeah, Grosjean's there. He scored a there. pole position. I think he's been in the points. I haven't been following IndyCar, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try this season because I'm going to the first race. I'm going to uh, where uh, it's in St. Pete's in um in, in Florida. Florida. Oh, I'm shit. going there for my bachelor party, so I'm like really stoked. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that that's gonna be a great weekend because it's I'm going to that, and then also at the same time that's the first weekend F1 comes back. Nice. So I'm like, all right. So Sunday morning I'm watching F1, and then Sunday afternoon I'll be on the racetrack watching uh, IndyCar. So Bye. I'm really really stoked about that. Sebastian um, Vettel. Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. No, I think um, it was it was. I just it was so like it was a letdown, but also like kind of a he was happy. a triumph to see him at least get a point and to race Ricardo was like okay at least like they're getting some attention. It wasn't like I hate Ricardo's really finishing in sixteenth, yeah, and no one paying attention. It was like all right, at least like he finished decently. <laughs> I hate to sound really cheesy, but like he very much this the whole time since he you know announced his retirement, he was very much carrying the 
um, you know, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah. And you saw that in his interview. He's like, yeah, I'm done. Yep. I'm done. I'm good and I'm happy and I'm content. And but also like what he was doing this weekend, he did that whole like track run. Mm-hmm. He was hanging out with his dad. His dad is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> you never Norbert? see Norbert? any of his kids. Yeah, you just want them in, in public. Spot, you know, I think that's a, a lot of celebrities. A lot of smart celebrities will do that. But I, I listened to a Beyond the Grid podcast with Seb when he was still on Ferrari. Or uh, no, he no. At this point, he was on Aston Martin. Did he move to? He just moved to Aston I, Martin. I listened to it uh, in 2021. I don't remember when the podcast was recorded. Mm. But you listen to him, and you hear how genuine he is. He's not some you know like stuck up, self centered racing driver like a lot of them are. Well, he, he was at one point. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's kind of like what everyone's been comparing Max to right now. It's like, well, oh, yeah, Ma- he's in the like, spotlight. He's like, a double world champion now. Yeah. Well, Max and Vettel. I or mean, or Red Bull. Yeah. When Vettel, from what I understand, and this is what, why my dad is just such a big fan of him, when um, or of his, when he started watching, Vettel was in Red Bull just kicking ass. Mm. And he was, like, known as Darth Vader. Right? <laughs> yeah, he is. So, like, the fact that he's now become, like, wise uncle Seb is just so, like, interesting. I think he just wanted to end the seat, like, in his career on a high note and to leave the racers with, or the drivers with, something to do other than just be famous rich yeah. drivers like there's more to life than just that yeah and all the humanitarian work he's done before the yeah. grand prix last year in austria he was building bee colonies that's cool with um i support that primary school students um you know you hear all the stories about the bikes he fixes up and all yeah. the all the great work he did it's just so it was it's genuinely it's really heartfelt you know to yeah. see him retire but also see him you know be content with his retirement it, it wasn't like when Jensen Button retired at in 2016 in Abu Dhabi, he um, ran over a sausage curb and broke his suspension. Oh. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's fucking horrible!" Like, mm. you know, he has so many years left, but he he's retiring and now he's going out with stupidest shit ever. Even. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's nice to see that he's content, and I'm really excited to see where he goes. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was saying that you know he thinks he might come back. Yeah. And it's interesting. You think so? I, I don't know. When Fernando Alonso retired, everyone was giving their goodbye messages. And Seb said uh, in his goodbye message, um, goodbye, Fernando. Thank you for everything. We'll see you when you come back. And Lewis Hamilton was like, in his Instagram post, he was like, even though I think he might come back, it was so much fun while it lasted. Hmm. I don't Will know. Seb make a return? He seems pretty genuine about staying. I think I think so. I think if anything, he'll have some sort of role in F one, either a pundit or as I don't know. I keep hearing rumors of him getting signed to Ferrari to be something, but I think that's just hopeless. That's what Schumacher did when he retired. Yeah, who knows? Two thousand nine, he was on the team. I could see him starting his own like driving academy for kids. Yeah. Or something. Try. I can see him. I think he is trying to push like renewable uh, oh, fuels yeah. for F one. Like he's going to be part of the sport no matter what. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool to see what that eventually becomes. Um. Yeah. No. I think putting like closing this season out. Like, I think leaves me more excited for next season. Like this was kind of like a book, like a uh, a bookend almost. Like to to like a new. Yeah. Because like even though this is like the new regulations to the season and everything, like. Or to 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 the sport, I feel like this is kind of like all right, we're stopping here. 
or we're restarting here from now on, like this new era is like this is just the first chapter of yep. the new era. Now it's going to be something completely different. Um, and like the cars will come in closer because we're already starting to see the, that now. Um, Red Bull just got a really, really good $1.8 million head start. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. But um, actually, um, but yeah, no, just to kind of close off with Seb, um, four time world champion. Now he's wise Uncle Seb. And, uh, yeah, no, I think he, he left on a high God note. God bless him. Yeah. God no, fucking bless him. Yeah, my dad's going to be so upset not seeing him on the grid. Oh, yeah, but it's all he, good. <laughs> dude, I feel like I, I mentioned it all the time. <laughs> I saw him win in Canada. You did? Yeah. Oh, shit. Wait, he won for, Fer- uh, for Ferrari, for right? For Ferrari. Yeah, he yeah, scored yeah. pole, and he won. That's fucking sick. And, like, I, I saw s- him retire in Italy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shit. Uh, I, mean, he, I mean, DNF in Italy, not after retire. After he won, like, he, he was, like, watching a little kid. Yeah, like, he yeah. jumped out of his car, grabbed the Ferrari flag, and he was, like, jumping up and down, knees to his chest. He was so excited, and I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. That's dope. I, I got to say about Seb, too, he has the best helmet designs ever. I mean, it's just a German flag. Well, I mean, I like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity of it because so many drivers go for, like, the crazy, the funky colors and, like, the blocky lines. You see yeah, that yeah, a lot yeah. on Russell and Ocon's helmet. Yeah, it's like all this, like, it looks like a tornado of colors and shit. But it's the blocky lines. Because they all go for the same shit. Like it, it's it looks cool on one, but when everyone else copies it, it gets pretty pretty ordinary after that point. Yeah, but that's why I love Seb's because he goes for the simplicity. Well, everyone they, knows it's him, right? Yeah. Every obviously you have the advertising banner, the Kapersky or whatever it is for Aston Martin now mm-hmm. across the top, but he has the German flag stripe, and then he designs it based off of you know the race or what he's what's on his mind. Mm-hmm. Like in Miami, he had the. Um, the city underwater, Miami 2060, mm-hmm. to um, talk about climate change and rising sea levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this weekend, he had pictures of all of his supporters. And well, yeah, you had to pay, a, uh, you had to essentially bid to get on this helmet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, it was all for charity. So all of it oh, was yeah. For charity. Yeah. And but, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just. We got to talk about that too. Just as a note for us for later, but I think we should also do like favorite helmet if we can kind of compile all of them. We have a lot of favorites to talk about tonight. Yeah. We can give you a little taster of what uh, our season review will be. What was your favorite race of this season? I mean, it, it, I feel like it's easy to say Brazil because it just was. I don't agree with that. Okay. Great Britain. That was a good one, too. So that's what I've been struggling with. Like, after after Brazil finished off, I was like, okay, which one do I like more? I was like, I kept like we were messaging messaging each other on the F one chat, and I was like, I was like, our people were asking. I think Kirill was asking like, oh, was it a good race? And I was like, yeah, it was great. It was, it was one of the best. Race. Instead of saying it was the best, because I was like, uh, GGB was pretty good too. But oh man, I I gotta say, I, my favorite was Silverstone. Silverstone. I have to rewatch. We'll have to like watch all of the, at least the necessary ones because like the uh, highlights. You know, because in Brazil. There wasn't really a battle for the lead. You know, Hamilton and, and Russell were within That's one true. second, but they weren't jockeying for position the whole race. That's true. Which we've seen in Brazil, you know, can go be crazy. Mm-hmm. But in Great Britain, there was uncertainty about the winner, and then you saw all that racing between Hamilton and, yeah, and yeah, Leclerc yeah. And, and all that. Uh, uh, that's one. Favorite overtake of the season? Favorite overtake. I have to, so we have to, we can't do this now. 
I can't. we not do this no, now? We have to save it. We have oh, to save it. I'm we sorry. have to save it. Because there's so there's, there's a lot. There's it's very little to talk about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Cause yeah, I fucking hate it. But we can so talk boring. about other stuff. I mean, like uh, testing happened today, so that was exciting because then you have Alonso in Aston Martin driving a naked Aston Martin, which I think looks sick. You don't agree, but it's fine. It's all right. Anyway, and then it's all um, right. it, it lacks it the. It looks like futuristic to me. I think it looks it, dope. It, it, I do like it without the advertisements. I and will I think say. a and good I'd livery, like a good livery, shows when you don't have any of the stickers on right. it. You know, and that to me, but like this is one of the top ones. As a shape for the car, I don't really think the well, it's a shape. mix and match. No, 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 no. Like the actual aerodynamic shape of the car doesn't really match the color of it. Gotcha. You know, Ferrari. Ferrari is the most. Ferrari did I've ever seen. so well with the you know the the dark burgundy red. And the black front wing mm-hmm. and how it flows it looks like super '90s car because it looks re- yeah it looks like their '90s car that Jean Alesi won in, mm-hmm. and it looks so it looks very balanced. Aston Martin looks very rear heavy, mm-hmm. and I don't know I, the the British racing green doesn't flow as well because you you know you remember I remember the British racing well I don't remember it because I wasn't alive but British racing green was on you know oh, like this yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god it literally, literally yeah, like your one shirt of my favorite colors yeah, literally yeah. like your shirt. It was on like old Coopers and mm-hmm. Lotuses and yep. old Bentleys of Le Mans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. flowed so nicely because the cars were a lot more linear back then. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were skinny little pods. You're right, exactly. But you saw the color flow much nicer. And it's and it, it, seeing that on the Aston Martin being so rear heavy mm. in its aerodynamics. It's kind of weird. Mm. But it's I'm not to, to each his own. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, who else was there? So uh, Oscar Piastri finally in McLaren colors. So he's doing that. Uh, Logan Sargent, our American sweetheart, is now uh, racing for Williams. Dun, 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 I'm curious to see dun, how I'll do. <laughs> and then um, who else is in here? So we had Gasly. So Gasly had an interview today with, uh, I think F1 just had like a general, like they're just asking him how his testing went. Mm-hmm. He looks so excited. And like I don't, you have to watch it. He's like finally, dude, he's, he's been like, in oh, Tara this is what Rosso a good car is like. He's been in Toro Rosso for four years. Yeah. Well, I mean, his stint at Red Bull is very short-lived. And even then, it was a car he didn't know how to fucking drive because right. it's Max, dri- Max drives a car that no one can. Um, but his interview with Alpine was just so positive. I think it was also just lack of experience. Yeah, that's, he was young. But like now, he's like, like I don't know. You, you, when, you, when a driver, it seems yeah. to me, I'm not a driver, I don't know. But like, <laughs> uh, it seems like when you jump from different teams, you get more experience, right? Yeah. So with him, he's on his now, what, his third team? Uh, Gasly? Yeah, I guess it's b- right. He started with Toroso, and then I mean, if you count the name change, no, but it's the same team essentially, right? So he's on his second team, third, because then you have Red Bull too. Oh, duh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, just I don't know. I I I'm like, oh, this is like the Gasly I missed. Like him being really stoked about it. He's fucking quick. Yeah, he's he's a he's great driver. Really, he's he's, ar- he's one two, and he's uh last season he was uh he was where jo- George Russell was essentially for for qualifying. He was always P five. Yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah. P5, P5, P6. P7. Yeah, so, like, I'm excited to see that. That was really and cool. Alpine have Alpine are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, they once, they get really all their, are. once they get all the demons out of that car, it's going to be, well, the keep the good demons, get rid of the bad demons. Well, speaking of demons, I think they're going to build up some more demons when they have Alcon and Gasly together. Alcon and Gasly. So oh, that's gonna <laughs> Netflix is, like, coming in their pants right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that like Drive to Survive this season for this season is going to be great. I think the off track stuff, like I've said in the last pod, was way better than the on track stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing Gasly and and Ocon next year is going to be really exciting. So that battle is going to be cool. 
Um, I was George Russell and Lewis in a in a good oh, yeah. car is going to be sick. Oh. Um, and then Perez going through his uh his um his villain phase is going to be sick. You know. Well, he's been through a lot of villain. He was on a villain phase in McLaren. Remember, he took Lewis. No, I don't remember. Twenty thirteen. <laughs> Twenty thirteen. He took over Lewis's empty seat. At McLaren, he was at Sauber, oh. and then he moved to McLaren. He was only there for a year, and he like got the same year that um, Magnussen joined. Or am I thinking something different? Bottas joined McLaren. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Bottas. Uh, sorry, Magnussen joined McLaren 2014, where he got a podium in yeah, Australia on his first race. On his first race, just a one-off. Um, but then, uh, fucking who's in that? Who's in his year? Uh, Ocon? Ocon. <laughs> and Gasly? Ocon. Oh, See, Perez. We're not even, we're not Perez, even, Perez, Perez, Perez. We're not, Perez. Even, we're not even high. No, and we're, we're forgetting We're forgetting shit things. Um, but before we, we do that, I feel like we should at least do a Hot Box Box Award. Um, so Hot Box Box, for those who don't know, uh, is our fastest pit stop of the race. Um, so our fastest pit stop uh, of the race, this for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, goes to McLaren. Oh, you need more? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, just grab more more uh, Prosecco to drink. But, yeah, so our fastest pit stop goes to McLaren uh, with a 3 point, or I'm sorry, a 2.32 with Lando Norris. Uh, McLaren's been getting much better at their pit stops. Yeah, they were never really that bad. They had, well, I mean, they had a few stinkers this, this season. Yeah, go ahead. Dad, do you want to finish it? Yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend is here. Thank you. Top it off. Um, But, anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, McLaren, they had the fastest pit stop in, what, Mexico? I think they had, like, a 1.9, something crazy yeah, like that. Really, they're getting Red yeah. Bulls here. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how, um, when we do our, our year-end review, we'll see who had the hottest hot, hot of the hot boxes. Hottest <laughs> of the, the box hot box. Um, so that'll be that'll be really cool to see. Um, it's probably going to be Perez. but Gasly um, and Alcon, dude. I'm excited. Two French drivers so in excited. a French car. It's, like... Jensen Button and Lewis Hamilton. The most Own nationalistic shit ever. Not only that, <laughs> but Alcon is a fierce competitor. So is Gasly. Both of them are fierce competitors because Alcon didn't take ha, didn't have an easy way into F1. Mm-hmm. Gasly did, but Gasly didn't have an easy way into getting a seat. Neither did Alcon. Yeah. It's they both I mean they've also had like They've been kicked off teams. Right. And stuff. right. It's, it's gonna really going to be a grudge match, and they it's going to be yeah. fun to see. Their stats are also very similar, too. Right. Very, very similar stats, um, but they both have a race win. Um, yeah, and I said this yeah. last – I said this on a few pods ago, but uh, a few episodes ago, but I think Ocon is is going to, I think, do much better than Gasly this, for the 2023 season because he already has experience with this car for two years. He's also been with the team longer. Yeah. He had Alonzo as a teammate to learn from and fight against. Yeah. Whereas Gasly had a shitbox of a car this year. And this is a new regulation, so he's going to be a similar car. And then um, what else with Gasly? So, I mean, Yuki was his, his, his teammate. Not that Yuki's a terrible driver, but no. he's no Alonzo. So no, and I also think Yuki's young, and he's yeah, still so has a lot more to learn. Gasly I think was Gasly the, having the mentor there. Having so many years at... Toro Rosso and Alpha Tauri. He had so much to learn from driving, not a great car, but also fighting in the midfield and at the front too. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of great experience doing that. Ocon had the same at uh, Red Bull and or not Red Bull, sorry, uh, Renault and Alpine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think Ocon is more of a consistent driver at the moment, um, and I think it's the car. I think it's it's definitely the car. 
Yeah. Um. And I mean, I mean, his experience too. What am I saying? But yeah, no, I think it's going to be an interesting battle to see next year. And then, um, yeah, uh, that was so. Like I was saying, it was really cool seeing Gasly talk about that. We had Piastri and like like I said in the uh, McLaren, and then um we also had who else? We had Sar- Logan Sargent in the Williams, and then we also had um Schwartzman in the Ferrari. So like they're, they're yeah they're starting like Ferrari's like oh shit we have nobody <laughs> we have nobody after Carlos and 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 Charles so they're gonna need to they build up their uh their young driver division Devries Devries is coming in Alpha Tari got another Dutchy I got another Dutchy also like with all of his experience in Formula E yeah. and. Fuck, he's the GP2 champion, and what we saw in Italy, I'm so excited. He's driven more of the cars than any yeah. other person. He's yeah, driven man. The, he's driven the McLaren. He's dr- right. He's driven the no. Has he driven? He drove the 2021 McLaren. Yeah. He drove the AlphaTauri <laughs> this year. Right yep. now. He drove the Mercedes, Williams, the Mercedes, and the Aston Martin. Wow, the Aston Martin. Yeah. Why would he drive the Aston Martin in Monza? Holy. He shit. started that weekend with FP1 there. Fucking hell. So he's and the McLaren, uh, the Mercedes, like twice. <laughs> so he's been in everything. Like I watch him be like the driver to to see next year, to, the driver to watch. So like I, I said before, Netflix is coming in their pants. It's right gonna now. be it's gonna be sick. Um, I think this is a good spot to kind of cap off the uh, yes. the the podcast. Um, this has been our first year doing uh, Formula Stone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been fun. You know, we're working out the kinks this season. Next season is gonna be much better. Uh, once we figure out how to do this consistently and uh, and get our shit together. But this has been a lot of fun. Um, this is the first time any of us have un- done any podcasting ever. So uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can follow us at Formula Stone on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, yeah, we we appreciate it. Please rate us five stars on Thank whatever you. you listen to. And give us a follow. Share it. You know, all that kind of good stuff. It helps us so much. Um in a few weeks or next week, we're going to have the, uh, the the season recap for 2022. And then we're going to look forward and maybe do some interviews and get yeah. stoned, actually. Yes. Um, and we'll have some of our friends who work in the cannabis industry. So I think that's going to be really cool, too. Uh, a lot more words? Um, Thank you. Last thoughts. Thank Nick and Harsh. You yeah, guys thank you, Harsh, for killing it. Thank you, Harsh, for our producer giving us all this great all this great camera work and these lights and, and this... Uh, and this gear, Nick, you too, for you. borrowing the mics and also thinking of setting this up. Yeah, I was like, oh, geez, another podcast. Everyone's podcasting. But then I got on and I was like, wait, this is something I love. Yeah, and I'm finally happy to have you know people to talk to, uh, talk about it. Yeah, so. Americans, Americans were very hard to find. Uh, American fans were hard to find at first. Now it seems to be a shit ton. So this is really cool. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, also, uh, big shout out to uh, Marcella Cianfano, so Cella Design. Um, she's the one who did our logo. And a big shout out to The Living Strange for their song, High, our, uh, our theme song. So uh, have a good night or wh- whatever time you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. Um, it's nighttime here. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks for watching, listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Imitator when I